Hello and welcome to this episode of In the Can Podcast. As always, I'm Devin and I'm joined by... Tom. Uh, James isn't here today. Uh, we're recording on a Monday because stuff came up on Sunday. Um, he'll be back next week with our Oscar belts and all that. Yeah. That out of the way. Uh, no breakdown this week. Uh, we'll kind of go into what we saw next week. So if you want to know what we saw and how we liked Pain and Gain, Bombshell, and all those kind of things, uh, come back next week. Pain and Glory. Pain and Glory. Pain and Gain's a completely different movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a much dumber movie than Pain and Glory. Uh, but anyway, um, this week we are just talking about the nine nominees for Best Picture. And because I don't feel like talking this whole time, I'm going to pass it over to Tom. All right. So I was thinking that we'd probably just go with uh, what we thought, our personal feelings on what we thought would be the least likely to win to the most likely to win. For this category. Okay. Uh, for me, I think it would have to be the Irishman. Least for least likely. likely. Uh, Only reason why uh, I say that is because it is such a trudge to get through. It is, but it's still Scorsese. It is Scorsese, which carries a lot of weight. And the actors that are in the movie carry a lot of weight behind them as well. However, that doesn't excuse the fact that the movie is in my opinion, was more boring to watch than Gettysburg and Gods and Generals. Which, not gonna lie, are pretty dry movies. I actually preferred Master and Commander over this movie as well. I like Master and Commander. Uh, the more I watch it, the more I feel, the more I like it. But this, I, I kept falling asleep. There was nothing that made me go, wow, this is incredible. And I can see what you were talking about with the really bad de-aging. It, it's in the beginning. Once it hits like an hour in, it gets actually really good. But Right, but yeah, De Niro looked like he was plastic and wet for like the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. It was gross. It, it was unappealing to watch. And took me about three and a half hours to watch the first 45 minutes to an hour of the film. I couldn't go any further. <laughs> I That's about where I turned it off the first time I started watching, and then I jumped in and continued to watch it. And the second half is better, but you have to trudge through the first half. So I can see where you're kind of coming from there. I mean, having seen all the other movies... Through their entirety, and in some cases multiple times, I have to say that this was the hardest for me to get through, and as a result, the least likely, in my opinion, for it to win. I can definitely see where what I saw was very well done, just not overly compelling. And I think that the best picture category should go to some, or will go to something that's ultimately more compelling to watch from beginning to end. Yeah. Irishman wouldn't be my pick for the least likely to win. Um, I, I think it's likely to win over some of the others, but I don't. It doesn't have a chance in my head. I just don't think it's the ninth pick to win. Okay. Uh, as far as my ninth pick to win would be Ford v. Ferrari. So it's gotten no love anywhere else in this, like any other categories other than sound. In editing, I think. So it's it's one of those that feels like it was the ninth, like 
it was probably the fifth or sixth on other people's on the voters' ballots, and gotcha. kind of squeaked in in that ninth ninth position. Whereas I think Irishman probably was in the top three for most of them, like probably third in the top three. So it got in it's like the sixth or seventh place. But okay, for me, Ford v Ferrari. I loved Ford v Ferrari, but the fact that there's no director, there's no actor, there's no cinematography or anything like that. It was editing and sound are the only other categories it's nominated for. Okay. I, it doesn't feel like a, it has much of a real chance at winning. I can definitely see your point for that. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love the movie. Um, I think that the primaries in the movie did an incredible job. And just overall, from beginning to end, I was engaged in what was going on. Yeah. I can definitely see, though, yeah, it's not getting a whole lot of love. But at the same time, if you look at Irishman, it's getting way too much love for, like, the supporting actor. Yeah. And while I thought I would be more compelled by it simply because of the fact of that we live in Michigan and... It had to deal with the auto industry. I didn't think that, and that I'm a history fan, I didn't find it to be nearly as compelling. So not Irishman that takes place in Detroit for the second half of the movie? Yeah. Once they introduce Hoffa? Yeah. Which I got to about that point, and then I was like, hmm. I got to a point where Hoffa's like in a trial or something, and it cuts back to him and his family. I'm like, okay. I got through his first speech. Yeah. To the uh, UAW. Yeah, I just, I couldn't any yeah. further. But uh, no, definitely, though, I see where you're coming from with Ford v. Ferrari. It unfortunately didn't get the love I think it really deserved. Yeah. And I feel that the Irishman is getting more love simply because of who the actors are in it and who the director is. And it's more like, well, you're incredibly accomplished, so we're going to give this Here's to your you. pity votes. Yeah. Here's your uh, legacy... Like, you made Taxi Driver. You made this movie. You're a good director. Yeah. yeah. To me, I enjoyed the second half of Irishman. The first half was a slog. Um, and it was... The de-aging bothered me. But, I don't know. It was just a movie I, w- I didn't really care about going into it. And didn't really care about going out of it. So, mm-hmm. I, I would rather have had to been forced to watch in the theater than sitting at home. Because I could just walk away to the refrigerator and get something. Yeah. Um... I that's the other thing that kind of gets me about the Irishman too is the fact that it was made primarily for Netflix. So my number eight spot is going to have to go to uh, Little Women. Now this one was tough for me because it was between Marriage Story and Little Women. Both of them incredibly well acted. Both of them incredible thing to watch from beginning to end. Just seeing how uh, the stories play out. Knowing Little Women, having seen the movie in multiple different formats and throughout the years, this was by far my favorite version of it. Okay. And the way that this was presented to the audience is incredibly different from all the others. Because all the other ones play out as if you're reading the book. This is being told as if it's a recollection throughout your it's from the perspective of Joe Marsh and she's giving her perspective and recollection on the events playing up to the very end of the film. Yeah. And I thought 
that presentation was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. And I just don't feel that it got the love simply because it is a rehashing of a story that has been done 15, 20 times in some format or another. And it's unfortunate, but the cast, the costumes, everything, uh, Greta Gerwig. Yep, Greta Gerwig. Uh, just did an amazing job with it. Yep. Absolutely. And this is... I, I didn't see Lady Bird, because I believe that was hers as well, right? That was her. I, I have not seen that movie, and I... I love Lady Bird. I regret not seeing it, because I really want to. And I just keep on... It gets, keeps on getting pushed back down the list. Uh, but this was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I just don't feel that it got the love it deserves simply because it is the retelling of a story we've seen so many times. Yeah, uh, mine's a little bit higher on the list, uh, Little Women, but to me, it was it's one that's just going to get buried by the better movies. Yeah, in the category, uh, deserves a nomination, hundred percent. I don't think deserves the win. Um, kind of the same. It's been told before. It's a movie that, even though it's better edited and edited and directed than the others, it's still. It felt like a story that I had already known the ending, even mm-hmm. though I found out I haven't actually watched any of them. So. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I liked Little Women. It's, I think, my number six potential on my list. So Okay, yeah. Whereas, um, uh, Irishman was my number seven potential. So Okay, yeah, like Ford v. Ferrari was my number six. Okay. So, um, how about your number eight? My number eight is Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Uh, it's one of those, much like Ford v. Ferrari, it doesn't have a lot of love in other categories. It is a good movie, and personally, I loved it all the way through the movie. For those of you who that are not on the panel today, um, I loved <laughs> all of the movie. Uh, but near the, kind of nearing the Oscars and all that, I haven't been hearing a whole lot of love for it. So That's um, fair. Good. I don't think it can crack the... The top spot. No, and I agree with you. Uh, While this was, until I'd seen 1917 and Parasite, this was my number one for the year. Uh, I loved the story. I found the character of Jojo very endearing and fun to watch just to see his evolution from where he starts to how he gets to to the ending of it. Um, And the his disenfranchisement with everything i really enjoyed the film um and i honestly felt for all the characters involved yeah but i agree it, it, unfortunately it just doesn't have the weight behind it to crack that ceiling into the top spot yeah the other uh ford v ferrari jojo rabbit little women and marriage story are all almost immediately out for me because they don't have best director nominations. Right. And the other thing too is, is again, (sighs) they got so little love in others categories in general, even if it's not the director, they just, they weren't there. They weren't getting uh, looked at. I don't think as highly in anything else. So they weren't going to get those noms. Yeah. I think uh, judge a rabbit. Taika Waititi. If he got a nomination, um, it would have 
greatly improve their chances to win. So, Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, most of the time when the director gets a nomination for Best Director, they're instantly looked at as top film for the uh, year. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with when you're not getting that nomination. Yeah, it's a big uphill battle. Um, for me, my number seven was uh, uh, Marriage Story. Okay, that's my number four. Uh, and the only reason why it's getting th- as low is because it never was in theaters. It was only on Netflix. And I think that's the biggest killing factor for the film. Um, because the acting was unbelievable. Uh, the story was compelling to watch. Um, it's something that so many people can relate to the characters on. Yeah. Um, especially now. Had it come out 30, 40 years ago, maybe not as much. Uh, but now it's with the fact that our society is incredibly litigious and we live in a society, <laughs> right? Uh, and the fact that there are just so many instances of, uh, divorce today that it is incredibly relatable for so, so many people, uh, whether you're looking at it from the perspective of the, ch- what the children are going through, or if you're looking at it as, uh, one of the people who's gone through a divorce themselves. It's just incredibly interesting to watch. Yeah. For me, Marriage Story was my fifth thought. It has a chance. Um, but it's also, yeah, the Netflix and it's a smaller movie, mm-hmm. which I think a whole lot of the voting body might not have actually watched it. So you get kind of that secondary problem of it being small and not particularly everyone has watched it. So uh, it does make a splash and hasn't really made a name for itself. Uh, the acting is great. The directing is great, but it's just a smaller movie. So I don't think, I don't think it has a, it's not one of the tops, but I give it above Irishman and little women. So fair enough. Yep. All right. Your uh, my number seven mm-hmm. uh, Irishman. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it could be higher, but I just feel like Irishman isn't going to get much this year. I think it's I think it's nominated and everything. And it might get like one thing. Yeah. It's nominations. So I I think it might get <laughs> supporting probably. No, Brad Pitt's winning supporting. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, uh, uh, I don't think it's gonna get anything. So. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's an uphill battle for it. It, it might get editing, it's, just because of the sheer amount. But. It's up against so much. Yeah, it really is. Um, so, uh, like I said number before, uh, my number six was Ford v Ferrari. Little Women for me. Okay. Um, moving on, number five uh, was Joker. Okay. Uh, um, Joker's a little higher for me. <laughs> well, the acting was fantastic, and well, at least Joaquin Phoenix's character was incredibly well done. I mean, it is the focus of the fo- film, and yeah. there's just so much he does with his body articulation and uh, how he represents the character that is just fantastic. However, overall, as a movie, 
it was incredibly uncomfortable to watch from beginning to end. It, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't as engaging of a story to me at all. And while I give tons of credit to the editing for the film and everything like that, I just couldn't like cinematography. I thought was fantastic. Uh, just the overall aesthetic feel of the film was great, but I just, I had such a hard time staying in on the film and focusing on it without being pushed out constantly by the discomfort of watching it. I, when I first saw Joker, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I was actually rather negative against it. Um, but I've recently, after it got nominated, gone back and watched it kind of by myself, just focusing on the movie. And the movie is a whole lot better than I thought it was. Okay. So that alone, I think, grants it a, like, a lot more respect for me. Um, I actually have it as number two. Okay. Okay. Because I, it's not my second favorite of the year. I think it's the second most possible to win. Okay. Um, it has the most nominations. I don't think it's going to sweep everything. Um, I kind of feel there might be a little bit of let's give it to the popular movie this year. There's a little bit of like, well, we gave it to Green Book last year. Let's, you know, pick the one that everyone wants to see win. And I hope they don't because that's a really lame way to pick a movie. But I agree. Uh, I feel like Joker is a much better movie than I thought it was. Uh he is going to win, no doubt. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. Uh, I, I agree with that. I don't think Todd Phillips is going to. I think one of the other directors is going to beat him out for that. Um, I know. Who, I, I, I'd love to see Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, singer. Take it. Uh, I think it's going to win score. I think the score is a lot better on repeat viewings. But 1917 score is really good, so we'll see. So is Parasites. Right. Yeah. But the two of them are... Above Parasite's yeah. score for me. Uh, to me, Joker is a movie that you either love it or hate it. And I hated it. Now I'm not quite in loving territory, but I really do think it's a good movie. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture. That's kind of the... I'm a little bit hesitant to put it in number one. Just because of... I personally want something else to win. But... The possibility of Joker because everyone saw the damn movie. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we have a couple weeks. I don't think any big push for any of these movies are going to be all of a sudden surge in voting. But exactly. Yeah. Uh, your number five? My number five is Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Okay. Yep. Um, so my number four was JoJo. Okay. Uh, my number four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um. I again another movie that got better the second time I saw it. Uh, yeah, it's not Tarantino's best movie. I don't think he's going to win best or writing or anything like that. I think it's going to go to more less Tarantino and more like and a better movie that makes sense. Like right now, they're going to give writing to. Something like uh, JoJo or Parasite or you know Marriage Story, and right. they're going to give it to a, a slightly better written movie, and then director is going to go to someone that 
hasn't already gotten a bunch of nominations kind of thing. Yeah. Because Tarantino gets a Best Directing nomination nomination every year. So, uh, for me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is good. I genuinely really enjoy the movie. It's just kind of meanders and it's a little bit too long and it's a little, it's not perfect, which I think will ultimately hurt it. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's my number three. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. The movie was just overall and enjoyable to watch from beginning to end. Uh, I mean, there is one scene that's a little bit rough to watch for a couple of seconds. Um, eh, and it's like only because, murdering the shit out of the Manson family. Right. But it's the, it's the, it's Tarantino. It, it is Tarantino. It's just the, the look of her nose. The first time you see it Dog after the can. can. Yeah. I mean that. And, and if you haven't seen or heard of the, the last act of once one time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt beats the crap out of a bunch, bunch of Manson family. Yeah. That try to kill him. So, yep. Yeah. And it's a bit different of a take on what actually happened. But, hey, that's okay with me because overall, like I said, it was just enjoyable to watch. I thought DiCaprio did a great job. I thought on repeat viewing DiCaprio and uh, Brad Pitt, I loved their characters. Yeah. I love the kind of balance of the, like, someone that's aging out of being the star now kind of trying to cling to that, but yeah. it's now going on to other things on the somewhat carefree aging stunt guy. Like, I like that. And then the whole Sharon Tate character just felt like she was in there just to say, Hey, look, Sharon Tate, her character didn't add much to the story. It didn't. I think that it was important to help establish time yeah. setting and, uh, what, the overall bad guy, who the bad guys, I guess, of the film would be the antagonists of the film. Yeah. And it was an important thing because I don't think without that context, people our age who may have possibly heard a little bit about it would have actually been able to connect the dots. Yeah. Like I knew about the, about the Sharon Tate murder and all that, but the movie itself doesn't really try to give you a point of like, this is the person that dies in that horrible Thing right. 40 years ago. No, but at the same time, uh, people who otherwise would have been like, years ago. who are these weird named characters and why do I care? Yeah, they don't really they don't really even try to explain that to you. It's, they don't. And the only connecting yeah. tissue for all of that is Sharon Tate, Yeah, which is fine. And I think that it gives it just enough context for people who are interested who will go, why does that name sound familiar? And then they'll go, now I know I get this. Yeah. It's fine. And I think that's just what we needed. It was just that little dip of the spoon into the yeah. soup to know what it tastes like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's all we really needed from it. And otherwise, the story itself was fun to watch. Uh, the sets, they did an amazing job bringing back yeah. the I 60s. Mean, production design was great. Uh Cinematography was great. Writing was really good. It was just kind of, to me, the biggest problem with it is that they don't try to explain anything. They just kind of assume you know the story. Yeah. And I know the story. I knew the story going into it. But a lot of people yeah, our age probably don't quite understand who Sharon Tate was. And, like, the squeaky from, the one that shot 
Reagan, I think. I believe so, yeah. Um, they don't even, they're like, oh yeah, that's, you know, you get the name and then, okay. I I mean, I didn't even know who that was until I looked it up afterwards. So Yeah, I had known just yeah. because, again, I'm a history fan and my parents, I, I asked questions prior to seeing all this back when I was in high school. Uh, just because I was interested in a bunch of the stuff that was going on at that time during our units in history class. Yeah. So I asked a bunch of questions. So the names rung a bell with me when I was going into it, yeah. even without Sharon Tate being there. But otherwise, I, I really don't think that that would have landed with anybody our age. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time wins, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's just... It's not. I don't think it's the best movie of the year. No, I think it's. I think it's that uh, that middle of the pack runner for this yeah. race. I don't think it's going to win. Yeah, but again, but, I wouldn't be disappointed if it did. It does move us into our top three, though, with Once Upon a Time being your third. Yes. So. So Once Upon a Time is my third. Your third is nineteen seventeen. I figured it was going to be. Yeah, I figured with that. you saying Joker was your second. So. Yeah. Uh, press of elimination for those listening along. Uh, 1917, I think the movie is phenomenal. Uh, the It's going to win as many tech awards as it can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might push it, push Sam Mendes to director. But, I don't know. It's also a, a World War One epic-ish, but it's a, a character story. So, they gave it to... Uh, same Brad Ryan, so you know, I could see the comparisons. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of things holding me back saying this is going to win, other than I don't think it's the one that's going to win. I mean, that's fair. So I loved the film. I've seen it twice, and the second viewing was even better than the first. It helped me appreciate what they were doing cinematography wise. Uh, and it, I caught things the second time that I didn't catch the first, just these small little touches to, uh, costuming or these one-off phrases that you're just like, wait, okay. That puts this into a whole lot more context later on in the film. Um, and dots are created for a backstory that is incredibly rich that you don't kind of get at certain points just because of how subtle it is. Yeah. And uh, as a character story, I think it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, This is um, actually tied for my first place. My first and second picks are I kind of figured that this is either tied or it's number two. Yeah. Figured it's up there. Yeah. And this is fantastic. I, I loved the film. Uh, this was the World War One film that I was I've been waiting for. Yeah, that gave me the f- the excitement that I had with Saving Private Ryan for World War Two that I was looking for from World War One. Like, don't get me wrong, Dunkirk was fantastic, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. Yeah, it felt too drawn out. It didn't have quite the involvement that I was looking for simply because of the chapter type setup for that film. Yeah. This it's one story from beginning to end and it's a major chapter in their characters' lives. Um yeah, I'm curious to see 
I think 1970 is going to get a lot of a lot of wins. Um, biggest question mark to me is both best picture and um, director. I don't think that Sam Mendes is going to win. I think Bong Joon Ho is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but or Todd Phillips. I think Todd Phillips did a good job with Joker, but. I'm really curious to see 1917's kind of like win counter at the end of the the night because I think a lot of it it's probably going to be the best winner of the of the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with that. Uh, I would love to see. I'm I'm excited to see where this is going to end up. Yeah. Um. Uh, again, come back next week. We're going to have all of our ballots filled out. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm hoping. And then in a couple weeks we're actually having a watch watch party. That's cool. Absolutely. And then we'll be doing a recap right after. Yeah. Of the night, not just for the winners, but what we thought about different things involving it from the red carpet through the awards and the different we'll presentations. All of the red carpet too. Oof. Well, I figure we'd right. watch at least part of it. Right. While we're arriving before the main event starts, you know what I mean? Oh, and on downstairs or wherever I have the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I figured people will be arriving a little bit beforehand yeah. just to get settled in and stuff, so. All right, uh, so my number two is Joker. Yep. Um, and, and that brings us to yeah. our number ones, because mine, again, is a tie between the two. For 1917 and Parasite. My number one is Parasite. And again, that hasn't been surprising to me. No. At all. Since you first saw Parasite and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. I have loved Parasite since I first saw it. I was biased to like it immediately because of the director, but... Right. It's one of those... I'm I'm on the fence if it'll actually win, though. So, I thought the movie was fantastic. And I really, really enjoyed it. The subtlety of expression between the characters of where they start and where they end up and um, the two families that are involved, just how different they are as you watch the film is incredible. Uh, And it's, again, one of those ones that you have to watch closely from beginning to end to catch things. Um, the dialogue is awesome. Yeah. Cause especially when there's the one interaction between the brother and sister before they go in for her interview. Oh yeah. I thought that was really cool. The way they were doing that and the back and forth they had. Yeah. Um, I think all the family, both sides, the, the rich and the poor family just have really interesting chemistry with each other. Uh, I think the way Bong Joon Ho and the cinematographer's name I don't I don't know off the top of my head um, kind of capture everything. Yeah, just is really unique and really interesting. And I love the fact that it's ultimately a really hu- small human story, mm-hmm. but to me it's more engaging than like 1917 or Joker or Once Upon a Time. That's a little bit more sprawling or Irishman. That's like a ten year odyssey, right? Uh, I think Parasite's just kind of this weird, small story that a lot of people noticed. That's cool to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that this definitely got, uh, has been getting love that it definitely deserves. I don't think it's gotten as much love as it really deserves, just because 
Not yet. It, it, it seemed very low-key from when it came out, kind of like how I felt with Anna and the Apocalypse when it came out. Uh, there was a small niche audience that was just, hey, I've got to go see that. I really want to f- track this movie down. Can you let me know if you have it type thing when I was at the theater for when it came out? And this was kind of the same way. And when people when it was out at the theater, people were just like, oh, have you seen this? No, you got to go see it. And it was very much word of mouth, really spreading everything around to get people to go see it. Yeah. And the fact that it caught, like you said, uh, as much attention as it did, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I know it. I know it won. It's going to win Best Foreign Language Film or Best International Picture. Yeah. That's not surprising. So I think that might be the limit. You might win that and then not win Best Picture, much like Roma last year. Okay. Best Picture, Best uh, Director, and then not win Best best Foreign Language, Best Director, best, and then Best Picture will be kind of, okay, they already have their awards. Let's give it to someone, someone American. I hope it doesn't, but I could see it. Uh, it did, it has been winning like international awards and all that. It, the, uh, screen actors guild just gave it a, um, the equi- the best ensemble, which is equivalent of best picture. Okay. Uh, a whole bunch of different people have been giving it stuff. So we'll see. Uh, not really positive. I'm curious to see what it wins. I, I want it to win best picture. I wanted it to win best picture since I saw it. Uh, I just, I feel like it's going to get the Roma treatment that you assume it's going to win. And then it'll go to like the other movie. I mean, with 1917 and Parasite, I would not be sad at all if either of these films won. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for them to win. And I would be incredibly happy even if Bong Joon-ho won, uh, best director and 1917 won best film. I'd be fine with that as well. Yeah. Uh, just because I think that Bong Joon-ho, like, he deserves the win for Best Director. Not that Sam Mendes or Todd Phillips or any of the other directors don't deserve it that are nominated. It's just Bong Joon-ho does an amazing job telling a story. Yeah. And this is a great example of that. So, um, yeah, and again with 1917, I, I just love the film. So, and the other thing that I thought was just incredible about 1917 is, well, they have some really top end actors in there. There's, there's such small parts and they're well placed that they don't take away from the story that's being told about the main characters and what they're trying to accomplish. And I think that that was incredibly well done as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's our uh, list from least likely from our personal views to what we're, what we think will be the most likely to win. And from the two of us, it sounds like we're pretty on par for the top couple, at least. Yeah. I feel like the top few, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Joker just because of kind of the exposure fact that it won a million or got a billion dollars. So, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I wish that wasn't a factor, but it is. Yeah. I, I wish that box office takes weren't 
a factor in how well something does or its likelihood for winning. Um, but it's the society we live in, so not much we can do about that. Yeah. We live in a society. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was our uh, the breakdown of the nine Best Picture nominees. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with our ballots. Most likely it'll just be the three of us as normal. Uh, yep. If we can get somebody else on here to go over the ballots and all that, cool. Uh, we'll also have a breakdown of the movies we've seen over the past couple of weeks, including such great movies as Pain and Glory Gain and uh, <laughs> on The Bombshell. Uh, then the next week we will be doing the Oscars. And after that, who knows? Right. Figure it out when we get there. Cool. Yeah. Any last comments there, Tom? Um, as always, go out, check out more films. Definitely check out the films that were nominated this year. I know that there are several theaters out there that will do like best picture showcase type things where you can go see these movies in a day or two uh, where it'll just be marathon showing of them from beginning to end. It's worth the 50 bucks or so probably to go see them. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it if you haven't seen all of them. Uh, the only ones that probably won't be shown in theaters will probably be Irishman and Marriage Story, but that's okay. Uh, if you have Netflix or know somebody who does, you can check them out there. But seriously, go see more films. There are so many that were nominated this year that deserve something, and you should definitely give them your love. So, Cool. All right. We'll be back next week. Until then, bye. Take care.